Hey, Lowell listeners, if you're looking for something just a little bit different in your Irish merch, why don't you head on over to the HLS store? You can reach it by going to herloyalsons.com slash store. Check out all kinds of different designs for t-shirts, masks, children's apparel, sweatshirts, stickers, magnets, you name it. Our T Public stores probably have it. Again, head over to herloyalsons.com slash store. Hello and welcome to a Picks Podcast over here at HLS. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Text. And you can always catch us live. The stream is working this time over on twitch.tv slash for little sons. And you can get the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and yes, Stitcher. Sorry, y'all. Uh, it's fixed now. Anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, and also Discord, herlittlesons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can find us over at herlittlesons.com. With that said, time to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you doing, my friend? Well, I'm better than my record last week was. Holy hell. Just yeah. a disaster. It, it was a disaster. We had a uh, a couple rough luck ones. Uh, we got backdoored uh, by LSU because A&M couldn't score. Ole Miss couldn't keep Mike Leach at bay enough. And uh, Pittsburgh decided to come out and throw, what was it, three, four interceptions? I lost count in the first quarter. That was just a fucking gong show. All I know is before I realized that game started, Kenny Pickett had three picks. <laughs> it was it was really funny. My father-in-law, who's a, a pit alum, is like, uh, uh, make, I'm going to be, He's he was like traveling around on vacation with his wife. They were like driving around to kind of get away from everything as much as possible. And you always like, I, I won't be able to watch. Can you uh, relay the pit game? And in the first quarter, I'm like, well, it's not going too good. Y'all are pretty much have already lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's almost better, though, if you can't watch the game to just realize, OK, I don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> it's it's all done. It's all over with. Yeah. Um, it, the thing that sucked, though, is they kept like teasing that they might be able to to come back and put it together, but uh, whatever. Yeah, it was a rough week, even though we hit one in the water. However, uh, it did work, Eddie. It worked. This is the way. It worked. <laughs> it, it was, in fact, the way. Yeah, and we, we don't have to talk about it this week because they, they have they have COVIDed out this week. So no Michigan game going to happen. And uh, we got at least one on the board that is, is in grave danger right now. Uh, but yeah, Eddie and I are now tied up. The uh, Auburn-Alabama difference ended up uh, giving me the edge for the week. So after a couple rough weeks, 42-47-1, we both sit. We're playing for a $100 donation uh, to Extra Life, which you can go donate at extralife.ndtext.com or uh, Gaming for Aven, uh, the number four, gamingforaven.com. I got that forwarded there, too. Uh, so yeah, all that's going on. And, uh, Eddie, I'm ready to get in some picks because I've been dealing way too much with a, a damn elf this week and I'm ready for some normalcy in my life. I, and I need some goddamn revenge. Let's go, baby. Hey, okay. 
Alright, here we go. Well, the board, Milfie, the board comes up once we hit that music, and there is your beautiful board. We are going to lead off with a couple of the teams that drove us insane. The Texas A&M Aggies, our seven-point favorite against the Auburn Tigers. 49 is the total. Who do you got, Eddie? A&M can go straight to hell. <laughs> How do you not lock the back door against the god-awful LSU team this year? Auburn, look, I don't blame Auburn. I knew it was the dumb pick. I was betting on metaphysical Iron Bowl shenanigans. And you know what? For as bad as they got their asses whipped, if they didn't drop the sure touchdown in the second with their best receiver, Williams, Oh my they're God, covering. yeah. Uh, I completely forgot about that. I mean, he had that, that, and that was the cover right there. That might have been Nix's best pass of the game. <laughs> it might have been, man. You know, but look, Bama, <laughs> that, that Bama front seven coming at you is going to make you do some dumb stuff, whether or not you're already Bo Nix, who's prone to it. But uh, I, I still don't trust the Aggies. I still don't know how it's a top five team. I still just how you let LSU cover on that at the end of the game with as much as they turn the ball over to a defense that is just abhorrent this year in LSU there's no way I'm taking A&M and laying a touchdown alright um, oh man I'm all over the place right now I'm trying to edit rankings at the last minute uh, yes uh, if the chat's wondering what's going on right now it's because I pulled up the, the college football uh, site is great it pulled up the 2017 rankings on me anyways um, <laughs> I'm going Auburn as well, and and here's the reason why. It is, I cannot, I just, I I, I cannot trust Bo Nix, but I tell you what I trust less. It is this Aggie offense. When you have the the chance to go up against, like, one one of objectively the worst defenses we've seen all season. Just absolutely bar none. They've been just god awful fucking terrible. And... Forget the back door. How do you only score 20 against that team? Like the the yeah. back door shouldn't have even been like cracked open. That thing should have been bolted and locked shut. As I as I said on the podcast with Shane on Sunday when we were playing the pretenders and contenders, that this this excuse me this Texas A and M team, while good, has the feel of some of those Notre Dame teams that were good and you just felt like things needed to break right. And as long as things kept breaking right, as long as they kept not shooting themselves in the foot, they'd be okay and everything would be fine. I have a feeling like the shoe's got to drop at some time and I I feel like it's going to be before the playoff. So go ahead, give me the points as well. I'm taking Auburn. Um, I just can't trust it. And also that Elko defense, um, look, if experience has taught me anything about Elko, is that with uh, some jobs opening up in the SEC, uh, he might be feeling that little itch to, to start moving around and grab some money. <laughs> uh, he's, sh- he's shopping a little bit already? Oh, yeah. That's that's why I, I got that feel right now, mostly because I'm petty and I want it to happen. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me the Tigers. All right, next up, uh, we got a lot of big spreads in here uh, because the games are, are kind of all over the map. And this is the first of those. We got number four, Ohio State, taking on Sparty. 59.5 is the total. Ohio State on the road laying 23.5 points. Um, And look, kudos to Sparty for taking out the charade that is Northwestern (laughs) 
out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, the hilarity uh, ends as far as what they're going to be able to come up and bite somebody with because here's the deal with Ohio State right now. And, and this is kind of more the reason on the they're on the board than anything so we can talk about this. Um, because Barry Alvarez came out and said they owe it to Ohio State. They owe it to them, the Big Ten Conference, to maybe adjust the rules to let them into the championship game. So you got that. You don't know if all the ADs are going to be on board because Barry Alvarez, I can assure you, does not speak for everyone. Um, <laughs> so here's what I see right now. Ohio State, although they have been prone to not cover very often, uh, or, or rather, uh, it doesn't seem that they go for the jugular, and their secondary has some issues, uh, as we saw uh, a couple weeks ago, but they're not going to have to worry about that against Michigan State. Uh, their, their passing offense is not nearly as formidable as they need to fear, and they're going to need to put up points on points on points because if they do not get into that Big Ten title game, they're going to have to make some stuff look real good, look real nice, look really, really murdery. So I will go ahead and lay damn near 24 points in a conference game. Who do you got, Eddie? Uh, I'm with you for most of the same reasons. I'm going to lay the points with the Buckeyes. And it really comes down to, like you said, they need style points. Right now, as the rules stand, they probably aren't going to get to the Big Ten title game. It, all the reports out of Michigan is Michigan's season is pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, and, and I certainly don't see Michigan rushing back to do any favors to Ohio State to get them another game. So Ohio State, as things stand, probably isn't going to get the chance to play in a conference title game. And with very few games actually played, I feel like most people would agree that on a talent level, Ohio State is probably in the top four. But man, when you look at resumes and you have teams that have actually beaten good teams and played football games, it'd be real easy to leave Ohio State out. It really, really would. It's it's pretty much you're relying on believing that Ohio State would be good and is is worth the ranking that they have. I mean, it, they I feel like the committee almost painted themselves into a corner by going ahead and giving them that number four rating right now. Uh they didn't give any wiggle room. They should have put them number five and given themselves an out. They they didn't, though. Well, I, th I think actually by putting them at four, you leave Ohio State in the conversation. Whereas if you drop them to five now, then they're totally fucked. OK, I, I guess that makes sense. Is is the way I read that logic. The other thing from a, a pure football standpoint, one, Ohio State is way fucking better than Michigan State. And two, Hey, credit to Sparty. You know, you jump up in the first game of the year and beat a Michigan team that people thought were going to be good. Lols. <laughs> and then last week, you're coming off a huge win against a inexplicably undefeated top 10 Northwestern team. So now you're getting into a letdown scenario as well. And at the end of the day, Michigan State doesn't exactly have the same amount of motivation that Ohio State's going to have here, so we'll uh, we'll lay the points. Yeah, uh, I think as far as motivation, I think we're definitely going to get to a, a point in the Big Ten where there's going to be a whole lot of what are we doing here? What are we honestly doing here? And I, I think Sparty will will come out as far as motivation. I think they'll have their hair on fire until they get punched in the mouth. They'll be like, ah, shit, it's over. Uh, fun fun times done. And what I'm really interested in as far as the Big Ten goes, because that last week that 
championship week is supposed to have everybody playing, you know, that they're trying to match up everybody in the divisions. Well, we may not be able to actually physically put all those teams on the field. I (laughs) I can only imagine what kind of gong shows we're going to get in the final week of the season with a whole lot of don't cares and teams that just flat out can't play because they got to deal with a COVID outbreak or you know why why risk it at that point it's not, it's not even like a bowl game where you can go travel or do anything it's another fucking game it's so so weird like it's one of those things on paper it sounded like this awesome idea and then reality punched us all square in the face like oh yeah that's right we're trying to play football in a pandemic this sucks <laughs> all yeah. right let's go ahead and move on we got another big 10 game and actually uh this one could have some entertainment value and that is number 12 indiana now the favorite as long as we don't have too many shenanigans they could very well be the other side of the big 10 title game against northwestern which still is just mind-boggling uh but they are a 14 point dog on the road against number 16 wisconsin a team that has only played three games so far this season eddie i i have this one is I think the hardest one to read on the board. So good luck, sir. It really is. The The problem here is if you took it straight up, I mean, Wisconsin's two wins this year are against Michigan and Illinois. Hardly impressed. This is not a offensive juggernaut of a team. Back, you and I had a conversation a long time ago uh, when we were, when, you know, we were going to play Wisconsin. And I was, I told you how I was ready to hammer the Wisconsin win under total this year yeah, because they lost all their players. Here's the problem, though. Indiana broke their Phoenix. <laughs> that's, that's a tough injury to come back from. All, all jokes aside, uh, you know, Penix has had a hell of a year for Indiana so far. Uh, hurt his leg. I... I Never saw what the final injury call was. I just saw a lower leg injury, uh, but it sucks with the genuinely magical season he was having. But at no point has Indiana been doing things via their offense. It has been relying on their defense. It's been relying on turnovers. And I still don't see Wisconsin as having a ton of offensive firepower. I think I'm going to go ahead, now that this has climbed up to two touchdowns, I'm going to go ahead and take those points. Give me the Hoosiers. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Hoosiers as well, you son of a bitch. Um, it, because of the the injury, I was, yes, I, I can, I, I don't think Indiana's going to win this. Uh, but what really was concerning to me as far as Wisconsin goes was the way they lost that game against Northwestern. It was, it was turnover city. And for a team that's only played three games, that's not a whole lot of time to get those game reps to really clean stuff up. You can only do so much during practices. You can only do so much to to try to prep for things, and you got your own COVID issues that you got to deal with too. And even though I think Wisconsin had more firepower than we thought we would, I think we were all overwhelmed by an opening, uh, an opener. Like you said, they're two wins. Let, let's uh, you take a step back. They're not very impressive. And Indiana, I think, is one of those chaos teams, right? I've mentioned it before when I picked them, is that somehow they have that magic like Illinois did uh, not too long ago to where they would just cover and and maybe they fuck around and win a game. I don't think they'll fuck around and win this one uh, because Penix has been, uh, like you said, a magical season and really 
it has been him. He's the one that's made a lot of things happen. He's been able to get the comebacks going. He's been able to pull Indiana back within contests and even win these contests. So uh, him being out is going to hurt, but I think there's just enough talent on that side of the ball. And man, you want to talk about weird motivation things like Indiana is going to try to figure out what they got to do to get ready for that big 10 title game, because they have a chance as long as they're not screwed by their own conference to, to get yeah. to, to win the fucking thing. And Wisconsin, they got their own AD, like try they're like, Hey, why don't you try to get us in you asshole? Who do you, who do you work for? Um, and yeah, just, that's just a team that's going to be sloppy and, and sloppy teams don't tend to cover. So, uh, all that together, Indiana home field magic or whatever it is that those guys over are doing with the t-shirts and Wisconsin with a little bit of slop. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the Hoosiers too. Well, this is a, I would say the second hardest game to read on the board and that's Stanford and Washington. It's our lone PAC 12 game. And the reason why this one's here is because usually don't say number 22 is the only playoff hope for a conference, uh, but it's one of them because it's them and SC right now. Uh, Washington, an 11.5 point favorite in this one. Uh, total is 50. Um, I watched a little bit of that Stanford-Cal game, and oh, jeez. What a just rock fight. Just absolute <laughs> ugly, ugly game. Uh, if I remember right, it was one because they blocked the extra point or some bullshit like that. Um, more, more importantly, it stayed under because it, of a blocked extra point to avoid overtime. Oh my which god, was that stayed under very, because of that? <laughs> yeah, it was because it would have been twenty four twenty four, so you would have been walking into OT. Beautiful, absolutely. And as somebody beautiful. who was heavily invested on the under, I really, <laughs> I was really pissed when they didn't come out to go for two, and then really, 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 really happy when they blocked the extra point. <laughs> Well, uh, in this one, I think um, Stanford, I just don't, I, I really, really look at what Shaw's doing right now, or maybe more what he's not doing. The recruiting and the talent has, it, it feels like it's fallen off a cliff. Uh, it's not quite where it was. Uh, he's still doing weird bullshit. Like what he punted, I think from the opposing 34 at one point this season. Um, yep. I, I can't not with that. And, and Washington's got to make statements as well. And I, I think this is an easy team to make one again. So I'll take the Huskies cover. I'm laying 11 and a half. Who do you got, Eddie? I am willing to say right now that Washington does not have a chance at the playoffs. Ryan, if Washington makes the playoff this year, somehow I will put $500 into your extra life. It ain't happening. <laughs> no, There's ain't no happening. chance in hell. <laughs> just to Just to clarify that one. All that being said, yeah, I'm going to take the Huskies as well. Stanford is bad. They're real I mean, bad. They got, they got smoked by Oregon, who got exposed by the Beavers, as we said would happen last week. And it came to pass, lost on the money line in a hilarious fog-filled battle you know, I know they don't call it the Civil the War, but it looked like war. it was. It looked like it was in fucking Antietam. Good God! <laughs> you know, you you get blown out by that Oregon team. You lose to Colorado. You barely get by Cal. I just and now apparently they're gonna have to be on the road for like a month. Yeah, they they can't play a home game anymore. They can't practice at home anymore. And they I forgot. And they can't come. That. And they can't come back. Because if they come back, they then have to quarantine. 
according to Santa Clara County. What so, are we doing here? I, you know, just shut it down, man. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, we're we're riding together once again heavy this week, which always goes well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I, I know. See, see, the funny part is this year I, I have a chance because I'm bringing you down with me. That, that's basically what's been going on. <laughs> but, yeah, that is a crazy situation. I think their next home game is supposed to be against uh, it's I want to say it's against Oregon State and they're going to have to play at Corvallis or something. Like, yeah, they already moved that <laughs> fucking weird. Uh-huh. Shout out to uh, who is it? Is it San Jose State who lost the home game this weekend but gets a trip to Hawaii? Hey, that's like, not hey, bad. That could that could be worse. Yeah, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be upset about the the flight back and forth will be a pain in the ass. But uh, man, just absolute craziness. But it is 2020, and and that's the norm. And we got four more picks coming up at the other side of the break, and we'll have those next. Loyal listeners, as we head into the holiday season, I want to remind you of a charity effort that I do outside of HLS called Gaming for Avon. This is done in honor of a young man who fought against leukemia, but ultimately lost his battle at the age of two. So help me support the Blake Shelton Cancer Research Fund, which supports the hospital where Avon received care, the Children's Hospital Foundation of Oklahoma City. You could do that by going to extralife.ndtext.com. Again, that is extralife.ndtext.com dtext.com and you can find out more details there including additional streaming efforts that have just a little bit more fun to make your donations well worth it again get those donations in extralife.ndtext.com for the kids for avon all right we are back and now we get to head over to the acc we're number three clemson is a 22 and a half point favorite against Virginia Tech. Total is 67. Um, and, and the funny part about this game, uh, or at least, is that this is now the last ACC game for Clemson. They got their bye week. Dabo bitched enough that they got it. Uh, so, so good on him. Just like a, a defensive pass interference flag thrown by an ACC ref. Him bitching and moaning. He was still bitching and moaning this week before the ACC made the decision. And look, I know that media and everything are giving him questions, but Jesus, just just move on, man. You don't have to answer them. Just roll your eyes and say, look, we're done. Can we talk about Virginia Tech? That's my that's my answer. That's all he has to do, but he won't do it. Anyways, after all of his runaway bride comments, they did kind of come out somewhat looking angry against Pitt. But that was, like we discussed, uh, there was a lot of turnovers there that really turned that one around and really gave Pitt no chance of covering. But even with that, Pitt damn near covered that one. And if Pitt couldn't have gotten, if Pitt would have gotten out of their own way, they would have. But here's the problem. Virginia Tech also cannot get out of their own way right now. Uh, Things are just kind of a gong show over there. And as much as I, like, for karma's sake, would love for the Hokies just to make this close or just outright win the thing for some hilarity. I think this is going to be just an easy matter of fact. They're going to feel good that they got their ACC gift. And I think they're just going to go walk all over Virginia tech and, and just maybe rest a, a few starters and stuff. And Virginia tech will shoot themselves in the foot. So give me the tigers. Who you got Eddie clamps and, Look, I would I would love to for Virginia Tech to pull off a miracle and take Clemson out, but 
No. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Pitt almost coming back and and covering against Clemson. Pitt's a lot better than Virginia Tech. How do I know that? Well, I've I've watched several of both teams' games, but more importantly, not only was Clemson's last game against Pittsburgh, so was Virginia Tech's two weeks ago. Do you know how? Do you uh? Do you know how that game went, Ryan? Uh, if I remember right, uh, Pitt pants them. Yeah, forty-seven to fourteen, Pittsburgh. Yeesh. This Virginia Tech team is both bad and possibly cursed. <laughs> they had the most hilarious loss I think I've seen this year against Liberty when they blocked a field goal, but Justin Fuente had called timeout on the sidelines, so Liberty got another shot at it and banged it through. Which is hilarious because that's how Liberty did end up losing a game finally. <laughs> I know. It, you know, as we've, we've joked about uh, Tom Herman being a chosen one that didn't work out. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh, who, just in case y'all didn't see the tweet, I, I want to say it was uh, Greg Fleming from Blue and Gold, maybe, had it. But uh, yeah, Notre Dame is going to make a conference championship game before Jim Harbaugh has in his career. Yeah, that was our good friend Greg uh, over from UHND. Yeah. UHND. He, 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 went, he went viral on that some bitch because it was that, that funny. <laughs> I, I had to go back because I was talking to our mutual friend D-Law and I was like, wait, he didn't get, oh fuck, he left Stanford before the pack put one in, didn't yes. he? Yes. And we looked it up. He left in 2010, Pack added it in 2011. So that's fantastic. But, you know, Harbaugh at Michigan, the chosen one, can't get it done. Fuente was seen as a, another no-brainer guy. Had, a, had done a great job at Memphis. Vatek thought they got a steal. Getting him before somebody, you know, bigger got to him. And, yeesh, it just has not gone well for Virginia Tech, I feel like. Which... I don't know. I, I thought Justin Fuente was going to be a good coach. I thought Herman was going to do well at Texas. It's, you know, it's weird how sometimes these things just don't work out for you. And it's been weird but, yeah. that it's been in a big batch, like all at the same time. And it's, it's almost all the same hiring class, like because the, the year all this was happening was when Notre Dame was, you know, having to do all their self-reflection. It's like, oh, maybe we make one of these moves over here right now. And Notre Dame, you know, held held the hand that they have, and holy shit, did it work out? And instead of moving around, it's just it's wild. You would have never predicted that back in 2016's off season that things no. would have worked out like this. Like I was, as much as I make fun of it now, yeah, I was scared of the Harbaugh hire. Like, oh god, my Michigan's oh, going to be insufferable now. And you know, then you're like, uh, oh yeah, Fuentes, like that's a real good smart harmer hire. Hell, Willie Taggart, man, he's going back to FSU. Oof, Damn, yeah, or there. Uh, Mario Cristobal, finally, he's getting the head coaching gig he deserves, man. He's he's going to take Oregon to the next level. Yeah, like all the smart stuff that we thought we knew. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, as it turns out, we're all idiots. But as we <laughs> stated our records at the beginning of this podcast, you already knew that. <laughs> all right. Well, the last game on the slate before we get to Eddie's pick is the lone SEC matchup here. And that is number one Alabama against LSU. And oh man, I just noticed Milfi made a good point about our pick. It's the ABC nightcap game, Clemson and Vatek, and those uh, on oh, Saturday. So it's definitely a blowout. Yeah, so it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I cannot remember a season where the, the primetime games have been so shitty. It's it's been really unbelievable, and they're gonna they're gonna get another stinker. There, there's I don't see any way around it. But anyway, uh, speaking of another stinker, Alabama LSU. 
I mean, this is a game that would usually, you know, find that CBS primetime slot, be a, a matchup you look forward to for the entire year. Instead, we have Alabama favored by damn near 30, a 29 and a half point favorite, 67 and a half is the total. Eddie, I have a feeling I know where you might be going with this, but go ahead, sir. Roll Tide. We're not, we're not getting cute anymore. I got cute <laughs> last week. I, I regret it immediately. Uh, this LSU team super duper sucks, and this Alabama team is terrifyingly good. So, uh, yeah, I saw Bill C had a tweet earlier today about how this this year's Alabama team is like breaking the Spapluz. <laughs> like, it's so good. He has them favored against the 2011 Bama team. And, uh, well, we saw how that team was. So Yeah, that's true. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And LSU is garbage even with that backdoor cover and also i'm pissed at them so i hope bama just beats him into the fucking dirt <laughs> uh, i have a feeling this is when bo Pelini gets his walking papers roll tied for me as well um i mean alabama's and, and the thing that makes them so terrifying and, and we go back to the comment we made earlier this season that when saban was saying do you really want football to be the spread off high octane offense where you don't focus as much on the defensive side of the ball no huddle going quick it was a warning. He's like, fine, I'll do it if that's what you want. If that's what everybody feels like is winning football, fine, I'll, I'll show you how it's done. And lo and behold, Nick Saban just creates an absolute fucking monster of an offense at Alabama. Uh, Mac Jones is just... Who? I was waiting for it. He's just incredible <laughs> right now. And, I mean, Alabama, it is easy to remember that they are, are hard to remember. Or Wait, what am I going here? It's easy to no idea. easy to forget that they've lost oh, Waddle. There you go. And they're still putting up points on points on points on points. Because turns out Devontae Smith's still terrifying. Not just gonna say it's still it's, terrifying. You know, it's A, it's bullshit that you can just replace a guy as good as Jalen Waddle with a good a guy as good as Devontae Smith. It's not fair. But it's the the wide receiver lab that Nick Saban has buried underneath. Brian Denny is very good at growing freakish wide receivers. Yeah, so uh, I have a feeling it's it's going to be ugly. It's going to be weird. And uh, yeah, LSU, you bastards for that backdoor. You sons of bitches. God, All right, well, 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 we're riding strong here, Eddie. <laughs> so let, let's see what, where we go with uh, the game you got on the slate. Well, we've got a game that may not happen, <laughs> Ryan. It's the nine and one Flames of Liberty at your number eighteen in the nation, Coastal Carolina, nine and zero, dropping stone cold stunners in the locker room. Coastal Carolina favored by eleven. They've already talked about playing BYU on Saturday if this gets canceled. So who knows? But it's still on the board right now, so we're gonna go ahead and pick it. Ryan, who you got? Yeah, uh, there's there's some there's all kinds of jokes that we could have right now with Liberty that they may have to watch somebody <laughs> else play. There's there's also a chance that they're not allowed in a bowl game and have to watch a whole lot of people play while they're sitting over in a corner. Um, 
And well, I, hell, I mean, we're not we're running out of bowl games at this point. We really we are. Had two more get canceled today. I think there have been nine total canceled so there far. There have been nine total canceled, and the conferences are already like, uh, how are we going to get our bids right now? So yeah, Liberty's probably going to be on the outside looking in. And I'm not going to lie, the decision will be made uh, for everybody listening on the podcast. The decision's probably already been made right now, uh, but it will be made Thursday morning whether or not they're going to go ahead with this. Not going to lie, I would rather them play BYU. I think that would be a much more entertaining game. I think um, it, it would also be the hilarity of college game day going to a campus and then having to switch gears and start previewing a totally fucking different game than what they expected earlier in the week. I can only imagine what kind of production headaches that's going to do for all of like the the different um you know segments that they had planned, people they wanted to interview, questions they were going to ask. So, there's a lot of chance I for mean, chaos well, here, but man, it's think think about it though. You figure you're going to be focusing on coastal. True. With most mm-hmm. of the game day segments. So that doesn't change. And as far as okay, you prep for a Liberty game, you prep for a BYU game. That's not a ton, ton of work. So I would, I think they ought to be able to make that pivot real easy. Yeah, and they've already done the Hugh Freeze redemption story a bit. So, <laughs> so thankfully yeah. they fired that cannon already. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna joke. The other problem Liberty has with making a bowl is Hugh Freeze will have already taken a job <laughs> in the SEC before the bowl selections are done. Oh man! But anyway, this game, look. Liberty, I think, uh, has has been a. They've been playing some solid football, but I think they've also started to show some of their warts. Uh, they should have two losses right now. Uh, like we already mentioned, if Fuente knows how to use a fucking timeout like a normal human being, uh, probably not even in this situation to where this is you know a game day type situation. Uh, you know, idea of hey, there's this one loss team and this Sun Belt team that is you know, undefeated and, and just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. What a fun story. Uh, so you know what? Coastal has been wildly entertaining this season. I think they're going to have enough juice uh, because of all the game day stuff, regardless of who the opponent is. Um, I, I For entertainment purposes, I actually think uh, BYU playing the team with a heartbeat would be a lot more entertaining to watch. But if Liberty happens to come out there, we have to keep in mind that there have been positive tests. They're not sure if they're going to be able to play this game or not. And we've seen what happens with teams that have to start shuffling around their rosters, having uncertainty, and trying to actually go out and play a game. Speaking of, like, the Denver Broncos, <laughs> Eddie. Jeez, can we, can we just not? How the hell does Baltimore get to push their game nine times? Oh, such bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's great. We need to be losing games. Yeah, I, I, I'm more than happy to just keep tanking. But good God. Yeah. So um, this this that's going to be my pick is Coastal. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Chanticleers. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Oh, nailed it. Awesome. Uh, so I'll go with Coastal. Uh, I think Liberty is going to be a little bit too much of a mess. I think Coastal is the better team anyway. Uh, but I have a feeling that the those 11 points are actually um Putting into effect, uh, taking into account all this COVID stuff right now, because I would actually have this game like straight up Liberty on the road as a one score affair because Coastal has been playing some teams close, but I think this one they can pull out a two score victory. Who do you got, Eddie? 
Well, I hate to jump ahead, but the good news for the listeners is we've got an 18 parlay coming for him fading us. Oh shit. I'm on I'm on Coastal <laughs> as well. You mentioned that Liberty has positive tests already. One of those is their starting quarterback. Uh which is a shame because I think at full health, I think I I would actually rather watch this game than Coastal play BYU. Really? Yeah, cuz BYU will beat the shit out of Coastal. Yeah, I mean you okay. probably, I, I'm guessing that line is like four, uh, 17, 14 and a half, somewhere between 14 and 17. Like, I think BYU destroys Coastal. Uh, but as we don't have it yet on the board, we've still got Coastal minus 11 against Liberty. I think Coastal is A, better than Liberty, and Liberty is missing the starting quarterback. So that's enough. We're going we're gonna to get another wrestling celebration in the locker room <laughs> we're rolling we're rolling with the shot all right well i think you might have tipped your hand of where we're going to go for the next one but uh maybe <laughs> maybe you need to <laughs> I mean I, I think we knew where this was going probably uh but but make sure get a seven game and eight game parlay ticket just in case you get no action here and a book decides hey guess what that ticket's no good anymore uh but yes he's um <laughs> Roll them up. <laughs> uh, it is time for the Notre Dame pick as a hapless Syracuse team comes into South Bend to face the number two fighting Irish also in their last game of the season. We're not going to have to watch them play wake because Dabo whined and bitched and moaned. And I guess Notre Dame gets the benefit too, because they're not going to have to play another game either. It, it, Here's the, I, I can't, I'm not going to give Dabo all the credit here. I actually am going to give the credit to John Swafford and the ACC front office. They're being smart. They are. Because this this sets them up to get two teams in the playoffs real well. Mm -hmm. And so that's a double scoop of that big old money pile. So, I I mean, obviously Dabo was trying to get this done, but the ACC was not doing this just for Clemson's benefit. No, I I would definitely say that uh, Swafford uh, pretty much split the baby uh, as as best as he could in this situation. Uh, but not only that, by doing this move, y'all Notre Dame, you're fighting Irish in one year in the ACC have officially clinched an ACC title. Pit. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens in this game at all. And normally I would say, oh man, thirty four points. Right, this game doesn't matter. The backups will be in. We're not really. We're gonna save a lot of stuff. We're not gonna have the starters in for longer than we have to. But I'm pretty sure our third string could cover 24. So if the starters are gonna be in for any length of time, if they're in for two drives, that's 14 nothing as far as I'm concerned. This Syracuse team absolutely sucks. They bad. Their defense is awful. Their offense is just going to get absolutely murdered by this Clark Lee defense. Um, this, this spread might have to go up to 40 before I'd consider not taking the Irish in this one. Um, and this is one where I've, this is the most comfortable I felt picking an Irish game all season long. I, Syracuse is just that bad, y'all. They're real bad. I think Notre Dame could do the 51 and a half and get that over on their own in this one. Who do you got, Eddie? I mean, there's there's got to be some 
frustration with the offense after last week. The defense, Clark Lee, give that man a billion dollars. <laughs> you took a, a team that was supposed to have this amazing offense, top 10 offense in the country. You lose the best player on your defense late in the second quarter, and then you come and pitch a shutout, not only against an amazing offensive team, but a clear second half team as well. It was one of the most amazing performances I've seen by defense in a long time. And then there's the offense, which you had the first drive, and you just march right down. And then everything kind of goes to shit for a while. But then in the fourth quarter, when it comes down to it, you have these two amazing drives. You've got Ian Book making just the most terrifying plays of all time. <laughs> making, you know, I mean, that dude is apparently the great-great-grandson of Houdini. He is so fucking escapable. You can't bring the kid down. It's amazing. You've got Kyron Williams, who got himself not one, but two nicknames. Uh, he's, he's just an absolute beast. But you wonder, with a defense that bad, how you didn't score that many more points. <laughs> Let's be fucking serious. No, no. This I'm game was 100%. This game was this game was 36 to 3 in 2018 when Syracuse had its best team in decades and Notre Dame was not as good as this year. This is going to be dominance. I, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a nice, relaxing end to all this craziness. It, it really is. It's going to be. I'm looking forward to it. It's, and honestly, like, real talk here because Wake Forest actually has a, a pretty annoying offense. I, I'm not going to miss playing them. Like the ACC kind of did us a favor with all the bitching moments. Like, sure, whatever. We're going to protect this. Uh, we're going to go round two here. And if, you know, Clemson's probably going to be favored in that game because Trevor Lawrence will be playing and, you know, unless something absolutely insane happens. And if, yeah, that ends up getting split, the common logic is yes, absolutely. Notre Dame and Clemson will get into the playoff if they both split games against each other. Why not? And yeah, like you said, that is two ACC teams getting a bid. That money goes to everybody this season. <laughs> it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so, man, just all kinds of craziness there. And and like you said, that there's, there's so many weapons on this offense, you know, from Kyron Williams can ice games away. Sebo Flemisher can ice games away. I have a feeling this is a game where Chris Tyree finally attaches the rocket successfully and He's going to bust one in this game. It's it's time. Uh, he's going to get himself his first touchdown. Uh, well, no, he's gotten touchdowns already, but he's going to he's going to blow one past everybody is is my quote unquote bold prediction in this one. But yeah, there we go. Um, there will be no movement in the standings for Eddie and I this week. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're holding hands into the face of hell. <laughs> I mean, why not? Uh, why not? Ryan, do you know the best part about the Wake Forest game getting canceled? What is the best part about it? We do not have to associate ourselves with the usurper, the grotesque Duke's mayonnaise. Y'all can go straight to hell. I hope your bowl game gets canceled too, you stupid bitches. <laughs> Whack-ass condiment. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, I miss, I miss the, 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 the mayo anger. I mean, mayonnaise is gross, not a fan, but they took out the Belk Bowl. They did. And in this household, we love and respect the Belk Bowl, the Belk Bowl. and so I, I do not cotton to usurpers, <laughs> and I will hate Duke's mayonnaise until the end of my days. All right, you know what? Hair. 
<laughs> Honestly, uh, fair. I have a fun fact for you. Fun fact. Would go. you like a fun fact? I would love a fun fact. Did you know that in addition to Notre Dame, there are where did it go? Six other teams that have only made one ACC championship game. Really? Is there, they all uh, Atlanta teams? <laughs> you've you've got Wake Forest, Virginia, Pitt, Duke. Not not really surprising. Not exactly football powerhouses. Uh, North Carolina and uh, the University of Miami. So does that leave NC State out as like the only Atlantic team to not make a conference title game? Um, you know, I don't have that in the joke that I sent to my buddies. So it's either they've not made it ever or they've made it more than okay. once. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, um, we got a lot of weird stuff going on uh, for these next couple of weeks. Uh, like we said, our, our little competition will run through... Um, the next couple of weeks is the, the initial plan. Uh, and, and basically unless something extremely weird happens, which I, I, I hope not, uh, next week will be the final regular season, uh, picks. And then we will cap things off on our little, uh, shenanigans here when everybody plays their conference title games and we should be able to fill out, hopefully a card, uh, with everybody else. that has got makeup games and whatnot going on. But yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, enjoy this last game. It's going to be weird uh, because it is senior day without a senior class in the student section. <laughs> Just bonkers. Um, I, I honestly don't know what the stadium is going to look like, but uh, hey, it is what it is. Enjoy it while it lasts. And with that said, Eddie, why don't you send us off? Kids, man, just enjoy this team. It is so damn fun. It was it was funny last week. There were some folks on Twitter who were who were getting kind of nervous in the first half, and I feel like most most people were taking it well. And then Kyle went out, and like I know for me, I was like, oh oh shit, we got a real game then. Okay, all right, let's uh let's buckle up, let's settle in. And then the defense came out, and you've got I mean guys like Drew White. Winning the game ball just everywhere. Adiog and DJ, holy hell, the speed off the end just everywhere. Uh, Marius Luiafu out here just trying to murder blockers with literal forearm shivers. Uh, you've got guys like Javon McKinley who have been around forever and finally just made it click. You've got Kyron Williams who is so goddamn good he's getting shouted out by LeBron James when he should be getting ready for the NBA season. <laughs> I mean... Ian, Ian Book putting up just incredible performance after incredible performance. I, I've seen some people being like, oh, well, he needs to be in the Heisman conversation. I mean, he's not going to get in the Heisman conversation. Let's be realistic. The number, the Heisman is a numbers award, and Ian doesn't have the numbers. For the idea of you know quarterback on the best team, that should get him in contention. But you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Just enjoy this run. It is beautiful. It is magical. And God only knows it could go up in flames at any second <laughs> with, you know, Garbage World 2K20. So kids, as always, hope you're staying safe out there. Enjoy what football we have left because who knows how much we have. Uh, but it is ticking down perilously low, even if no more games get canceled. So enjoy it. Go Irish. And hail Gambler. 
All right, that'll wrap it up for us. We will be back tomorrow night for the Sim of Notre Dame and Syracuse over here on twitch.tv slash Suns. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Join us in Discord over at HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. And as always, you can catch us over at home at HerLittleSons.com. Till next time, y'all, go Irish, beat COVID, beat orange. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>